Welcome to the second episode of the She's Kingdom podcast. I am your host, your good girlfriend, Dr. Audrey. And tonight we're going to be discussing how do you stay saved in a world that's full of trouble? How do you stay safe? How do you find balance? What strategies can you use to live a balanced life and stay safe while staying safe in a world that's full of chaos? Before we get started, hit that subscribe button so that you are notified about all of our upcoming episodes. Our episodes are aired on Thursdays nights at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. So our first question tonight is, what inspired you to become a Christian and how has your faith impacted your life, your daily life? So I would like to say that what started me um, on my Christian journey was I was introduced to God at a very early age. Um, My family was in church. We would go to church all day, the entire day on Sundays. So we went to Bible um, class or Sunday school, rather Sunday school from Sunday school, we went to morning service, afternoon service. If it was an evening service, we went. And at that time, obviously, as a kid, I, I had no idea of what it what what it, what it meant to be a Christian. But I I was definitely introduced to Christ at an early age. Now, what I will say is, throughout my life, I deviated away from my foundation. In fact, I live my whole young life, my whole teenage life, my whole young adult life not practicing Christianity. And many times, oftentimes I would get upset when um, family members would come to me to tell me, okay, you need to get saved. And I would, I would always be like, wait a minute, but I am saved because I was of the belief. And many people were of the belief that once you, once you confess your sins or one save, always save. And that's just not true. If you, you confess your sins, yes, God is faithful to forgive us. That's the word. That's what the word of God tells us. However, if we go um, to begin to live a life of sin, the word of God also tells us that if we continue in this practice, that God will turn us over to our sin, right? So then we would no longer belong to him, but that we would be a bastard. So we are cut off from the vine. So I would say that I officially was introduced to Christ at probably about 21. That is when I personally gave my life to God. And let me just tell you, at 21 years old, I still really didn't know what I was doing, but I was I believe I was tired enough to want to consider God. And at this time, look what I'm saying. I wanted to consider God. Wow. Big me, right? Like I was really somebody. But I would say that I, I, because that was the way that I seen it at the time, like I would consider God. Um, And thank you, God, for having so much grace and mercy on me because he could have destroyed me or he could have left me right there. Because what I wanted from God was I wanted God part-time. I I didn't want to give my entire self to him. I only wanted to give parts of myself to him. And those were the parts that were broken. Those were the parts that were hurting. Mm -hmm. Those were the parts where I felt like I needed the most help, not realizing that actually I 
needed all the help, right? I needed all the help, not just some, but I needed all the help. I needed help in all the areas of my life. So I could officially say that I became a Christian and came into the full knowledge of truth when I was about 21, right? I, that is when it became um, a reality that, okay, this is a real thing and you got to have some commitment to it. Now, I will say though that I wasn't committed to it. And I'll tell you that I wasn't committed to it until I was probably the age of about 27, 28, probably roughly about 28. Um, that was after I've given given birth to my daughter. I have really was ready to give my life to God because I there was a greater purpose for my life, right? And I knew that I needed to be anchored in something other than myself. Like I needed to have my faith anchored in something other than myself. So when I say how has, when the question asks, how has um, my faith been impacted over time? My faith has been um, impacted um, over time in my walk. Um, as I developed, right? So my, the faith that I have currently today is not the faith that I started out with, right? Um, because as you walk, as you walk this walk, you develop deeper levels of faith. And I can surely tell you right now that where I am today is not where I started. Absolutely not. Because um, I was nowhere near committed um, to this lifestyle that I live as I um, am today, right? Obviously, that came um, by way of a lot of experiences and obviously um, really getting to know the Lord for myself. So the next question is then, how then do you find balance living in this world, in the secular world? How do you find balance? So I would say that um, initially it was a challenge for me and I would encourage anybody that is on a new journey um, of um, salvation that has recently given their life to God, my, um, my advice would be to honestly, you have to walk away from everything that you know, everything that was familiar um, to you. That means the people, places, and things. If you truly want to live this life and you truly want to give your life to God, the only way that this is going to um, happen and that you're going to be able to be fully committed to it is by removing yourself out of the environment that allows you to operate as your old self, because the word of God tells us that when we come into Christ, we are new creatures, right? We become new. The Bible tells us that old things are passed away and then we become new. We are new creature. And then the Bible tells us also that there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. So that means that God has, when we give our life to him, he has blood washed us in the blood of Jesus, which means that he has thrown our sins and to the sea of forgiveness, like he has forgiven us of our debts, right? And so therefore you are now new. And because you are new, you cannot take the new you into those old environments and expect to remain the new you, right? That is a challenge. And one of the challenges that I can say that I faced when I really decided that I wanted to be committed to this life, um, well, there were a few, but one of the major ones was um, that when I um, decided that I wanted to give my life to Christ, I just, 
I walked away from friendships. I don't, I don't want to even say that I personally walked away from it. I believe that God made those relationships walk away from me, right? I had no say. Um, there were some relationships that were just ending. Um, like I can't even, I didn't even have an explanation for them. You know, people were just disappearing. People began to act strange. Um, it was just a whole gamut of things that took place, right? That I can't even like put a finger on, but like one in particular, one of my relationships is one of my friends moved to New York without even giving me notice, like woke up and just decided to go to New York. And that was one of the persons that, that I had actually hung out with a lot. That was kind of like my partner in crime and to have her just abruptly go. Um, yeah, that was a, that was a huge change for me. So like God will force you to change. Like when you make this vow to him, um, God will, he will, he will cause your life to change. Right. So if you're currently in a space or if you know someone that's in a space where they are going through a transition, um, my best advice to you would be just to, um, surrender, right. Just to surrender by giving your life to God, just be surrendered, surrender to God, surrender, surrender your life because it is only going to make things a lot, a lot easier for you. Um, because if you cause God to have to, um, come and reach for you forcefully, it, the outcome, the experience is not going to be what you want. I, I can assure you of that. So while I say that I, gave my life to God. Like I, I didn't, I don't want to say that I fully uh, did it willfully. Parts of me um, were forced, you know, like forced, like I was forced to, I want to say that I was forced to stop drinking. Right. Cause I, I enjoyed, I wasn't like, I want to say that I wasn't like a huge drinker, but I was definitely, um, I was definitely a, a casual drinker. Um, and I enjoyed it. That was my thing. I enjoyed drinking. Um, and some would say, like, oh, you don't have to give up liquor. You know, they always like to say that, oh, Jesus turned the water into wine. That's like one of the greatest misconceptions of, of, of it all. But the thing is, one of the reasons why I gave up liquor um, was because the word of God tells us to, for us to not be drunken, right? And you know that if you drink, if you are a drinker, if you have consumed any amount of liquor, um, you will feel the alcohol, right? So there is a feeling. So you, that you get were a feeling of a, some level of intoxication. You can feel when the liquor comes in and goes through your bloodstream and ultimately rest on you. Like you can see the spirits. That's why they call them spirits, right? So I gave up liquor because I had honestly, um, I got to a different place in, in, in my relationship with God. And I realized that that was not something that I wanted to do. But honestly, like I said, in order for me to have gotten there, I got to a play point where I was having hangovers with everything that I drank. I could not drink anything without getting a hangover. I mean, I tried everything. I, I did everything possible so that I can still hold on to that part of my life. So I went from light liquor to dark liquor, to wines, to beer, like beers and various different types, different brands, different qualities. And all of them just made me sick each time I got a hangover. And so that is what led me to just decide like, this is not 
for me and right in the midst of that, that is where God met me at. And that is how I ultimately was able to put down the liquor, right? And I would say that everyone's course is obviously a different course. Um, some may never truly give up liquor, right? And that that would be their thing. But for others, for others of us, some people like me that ultimately do lay it down, that is the course that God would have for you, right? That's a course that is a that is what God has purpose for your life. So finding that balance um, as a Christian has been honestly, it's been a lot of me walking away, sacrificing, and honestly yielding to God. And part of your yield to God is a daily, is a consistently, you have to consistently submit yourself to God, right? And that is not an easy thing. That is a very difficult thing. And I I definitely want to say that in my earlier stages of my walk with Christ, that was definitely difficult, right? But one thing that I did to ensure that I did not um, cause myself to fall was that I I just consistently held myself accountable and did not allow myself to go in environments that would cause me to compromise who I was becoming, right? So that means that when I was weak, I didn't go into environments where the liquor was. I didn't go to parties. Like I even, you know, I stopped partying. I wouldn't go to places because those were things that I knew that I enjoy. So it's all about sacrifice. You know, like you have to be committed to a life of sacrifice because that is what the Christian life is like. And is it easy? Absolutely not. But I think that you, as you walk with Christ every day, you learn a little bit more of how to surrender. And there are still moments. Obviously, I'm not perfect. I'm in the flesh and I am definitely not, not um, have not been fully converted because if I was fully converted, I would no longer be of this world, but I would have been passed on to glory. So you know that God is still doing a great work in me if I am still here able to speak to you on this topic. But what I will say is that you get you get better at it as time go on. But the ultimate goal in finding and living a balanced life is to make the decision to remain steadfast in your decision and to hold yourself accountable. That Those are going to be your tools that are going to lead you to living um, a balanced life as a Christian, because as you walk, you know, the, the, the deeper that you go into Christ, the more you are tried by the enemy, because the word of God tells us that daily that the enemy, he listen, he consults with, he goes to and from seeking whom he might devour. So all a day long, the word of God also tells us that we are counted for the slaughter. So as, um, as a Christian, you know, that the adversary is ultimately looking to slaughter you all the day long, right? And I think that this is something that honestly, this concept, this whole idea about being slaughtered doesn't sound like, you know, like, oh, when you think about it, like it doesn't sound like it's not a really big deal because we're not talking about a physical person. We're talking about spiritual. Well, we know that in this world, while we are clothed in flesh, we are actually spirits, right? So everybody that 
we see has a spirit, which is a soul. And, 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 and a lot of times we get them mistaken because we are looking at them in the natural. And honestly, God wants us to be able to see things and people and our situations and circumstances through the spiritual, through our spiritual eye, right? Which has us ultimately more informed, keeps us, allows us to be more balanced, right? And then we have uh, a weapon to fight with because the word of God tells us that our weapons are not mighty, are, are mighty through the pulling down of strongholds, that they are not carnal, but they are spiritual weapons, right? So we have prayer is a spiritual weapon, right? While we are saying it verbally, listen, praise is a spiritual weapon. Worship is a spiritual weapon. While we see them um, taking form in a natural sense, the act is actually spiritual. So to just know that um, also helps us to then have that balance as well. Um, so my next question is, can I share a specific moment or experience where my faith was tested and how did I overcome it? Oh my goodness. So I will say that, gosh, my faith has been tested or tried is what I'd like to say countless amounts of times um, over and over and over again, because we know that as we walk with Christ, that we are stretched so that we grow, right? So that we don't stay on the same level so that we grow in our faith, right? So our faith is constantly being tried. It's just like being in school. You go to school, you um, take in some information. And then at the end of the course or at the term, then you are then tested on that material to make sure that you got it. And that is, that is essentially a, a spiritual principle as well. So we are tried in the areas in our lives where we have, where God has developed us. So for an example, I'll say one of my experiences, how my faith was um, tried and how I overcame that is um, one thing was, I could say that when I first gave my life to Christ, this is a, this is a good example. When I first gave my life to Christ, I was a bartender. And um, as a bartender, I I used to pride myself in being able to go, obviously, to the store and go shopping. I didn't have any children, um, and I would buy all these nice clothes and things of that sort. And um, when I committed my life, when I gave my life to God, um, I can say that everything that I had when I was in that life, I lost. I lost everything. I lost my car. I lost my apartment. Like there was a period of time where I was homeless. Thank God it was short lived. It was a short lived experience. But what God did was he stripped me of all those things, of all those old things, of all the former things, right? The word God tells us that the former things are passed away, like they go away. So he stripped me of all those things. And in there, that is where I began to develop my faith because it took faith for me to see my way out of it. And I'll say that because you would think like, well, you are a college graduate. I was a college graduate at the time and um, I should have been able to find a job. I should have, you know, had access to money and things of that sort, but I didn't. I want to say that I applied for jobs for an entire year. And actually after getting a job, I got a job. I think I got hired in like September. 
And probably two weeks into the job, I was fired. I was terminated from the job. And that's ultimately how I ended up losing my apartment because I didn't have any money. I didn't have anything. Um, and in this, in this, in this lesson that I learned, that is where I really learned how to depend on God because God brought me out of, listen, out of the mud so quickly. Um, I had applied at the, it was the end of the year. I remember applying for, I remember applying for money through Catholic charities. I knew nothing about rental assistance or anything, but it was the end of the year. And if any, if you know anything about rental assistance at the end of the year, they say that they don't have any money left. In fact, that is what I was told by the representative that I would have to wait to the first part of the year. Um, they had no money left and they were not going to be able to assist me. But God, when I tell you that God came through for me, like he really came through for me, he allowed them to pay both my rent and my security um, in the month of December, I was able to get an apartment. So I want to say that that is one one time that my faith was tried. And I truly want to say that it was very difficult, but I just kept talking to God and telling God, like, I know that you will not leave me. You will not forsake me. You promised me that you would always be with me. God, please bring me out of this uh, situation. And he did rapidly. And I can say that he brought me out. He gave me an amazing apartment, a beautiful apartment, but my struggle was not over because that was the process that I had to go to go through to be stripped away from the old me. He was still purging those things out of me. He was taking those desires out of my heart to cleave to those things, those former things, to my party day, to my partying days, to my drinking days. Um, he was he was pulling all that stuff out of me, right? Um, and that is where I can truly say that we're part of the foundation of where my faith was being developed. And that's how I overcame it. Um, and my next question then is how has being a Christian influenced your relationships, both romantically and platonically? Oh my goodness. This um, question is an interesting question. I want to say that uh, God, both my relationships, both romantically and platonically has been challenged while being a Christian. And I can truly say that um, what I have learned um, from these experiences, um, both platonically and romantically, is that it takes a lot to be in relationship with a person. Um, and it's an extreme, a, extremely a lot when you are um, really trying to walk the walk of faith and live a life according to the word of God, those things are challenged. So I was challenged. I have had romantic relationships that basically did not um, grow. Like they didn't, they didn't flourish because of my commitment to God, right? And my unwillingness to compromise who I was becoming in God, right? Ultimately led to the end of a number of relationships. But I want to say that that relationship, those romantic relationships that came to an end were not the relationships for me because had they been, then they would have um, terminated. They would have, they would have been able to be sustainable and have lived throughout my journey, right? Um, and I in terms of potomac relationships, I want to say that I've not had many potomac relationships. I literally just realized that I'm like, man, I thought I, I don't have any friends. And then I had to realize that most of my friends have been um, people that I have grown to uh, know and love from 
places of business, like business relationships. So unfortunately, I can't say that I have a strictly like a friend, a friendship friendship, but my my um, relationships have all evolved from um, business. And those relationships um, are pretty much lasting because we are not in each other's company often. Um, and we get together on occasions. Um, while it might seem sad, honestly, God has filled my life. So I don't even notice that um, that I don't have those relationships as much because I just had to really think about that um, just most recently. Um, so that is what I want to say that um, it has, I think it has also strengthened my approach to my relationships um, and how I see people. So I'm able to not... Um, you know, to be more gentle and compassionate towards uh, my towards my relationships. It has taught me how to love for real, right? Despite of, in spite of. So I definitely want to say that that has been a benefit of my Christian walk or my faith walk um, as it pertains to my relationships. And then the last question um, before we close out is, what advice would you give to someone who is struggling with their faith or who's struggling in this walk and and it's new to this walk. Um, So the best advice that I would give to you if you are struggling in your walk is number one, I think you have to identify what is the root of your struggle, right? What is, what is your struggle rooted in? Is it struggle? Is your struggle rooted in your resistance to surrender or to submit to God? Is it rooted in some unhealthy relationships that are causing you to compromise um, in your walk? Is it rooted in some past trauma or past memories that are still haunting you that um, that don't want to release you? Um, is it rooted in maybe you perhaps not forgiving Um, things of your past, or even perhaps even forgiving yourself. So uh, essentially identifying what is the root cause of your struggle um, is where I would say to begin if you are struggling in your walk, in your new walk with Christ. That is where I would say to start. And then um, if you are questioning um, your belief, the word of God tells us that faith Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I would say for you to get yourself rooted in a Bible-based church um, and you just have to keep the word in your ear constantly. That was one of the things that I did when I um, first gave my life to God. I really, really kept myself in the word. Like I, I had even got off to where I cut off secular music because um, I didn't want anything to distract me. I didn't want anything to disrupt what I was trying to get from God. And I say that you want to do this because you do not want God to cause you, you know, you don't want to cause yourself to have to experience any sort of kind of um, hardship, right? Because of your unwillingness to surrender when God is knocking at your door, right? So you just want to um, submit, surrender. That is the best advice I would give you. And then um, the other thing is um, even still while you're getting yourself rooted in the word, I would tell you to get yourself, you know, surrounded by people that um, have your same mindset, people that are um, pressing towards living the type of lifestyle that you 
are um, seeking after the that they're seeking after the same purpose, like they're they're purpose driven and they are trying to live their life in alignment with with God um, to surround yourself around those type of people. Um, and then um, lastly, I would say that um, you can also not only do you obviously get yourself in the church, get yourself surrounded around um, friends that do, but then I will also say that you can journal journal, get your thoughts out, clear your mind, um, to free yourself of any, you know, any thoughts that might be overwhelming you that is causing this, you know, that is causing this pressure that's causing you to, you know, find yourself, um, questioning your faith or questioning your belief. Those are, um, those are some strategies that I would definitely recommend, um, that you do because those things are going to help you. It's going to help you be anchored. It's going to help you be centered. It's going to help you really be able to be in alignment with God, which is what you want to do because you want to, as the title of our show today is you want to stay safe in this world that is in such contrary to your belief system, right? Because everything in this world is opposite of the word of God. It's, um, it tells us that, you know, Hey, you can do anything. Um, and there's no accountability. There's no, there's no recourse. There's no, um, reaction to the, your choices. And that's just absolutely not true. We know that there is a reaction to every action, right? Be it positive or negative. Um, there is, um, the word of God calls it a process of reaping and sowing. So, um, yeah, I would definitely recommend that you take those tools as a strategy. Um, and as we come to a close in this episode, I hope that you've enjoyed this show and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so that you are notified. Again, the episodes air at 7 p.m. on Thursdays, bi-weekly, 